Hello and welcome to the Protect Your Peace podcast. I'm your host, Najee Robbins, or Naj for short, and today's episode is the very first one. We out here, y'all. We are podcasting, and I'm so glad you're here. In today's episode, I'll be sharing a bit more about me, what to expect with the podcast, and why I almost didn't start it in the first place. So make sure you've got some hydration nearby, perhaps a snack if your body is requesting some nourishment, and let's get started. to learn, if you don't already know this, that I am a thorough type of person. I don't often just dive into things blindly. I love me some context and preparation to get started because it can really frame up the rest of the experience. So same is true for this podcast journey. I want to start with some context, not only so that you can learn a little bit more about me, but also what this podcast is going to be all about and what you can expect. I want to begin with why I didn't want to start this podcast, (laughs) or I guess more specifically, like why I had some hesitation in starting and why I almost didn't start the podcast. Because obviously, if you're listening to this, the podcast has started. This is episode one. We're in the pilot. I'm doing the thing. (laughs) So Throughout this extravaganza, I will be diving into the subjects and the practices that I study and that I work to integrate in my life. These are the things that I could talk about for hours. And if you ask anyone that I'm in relationship with, they'll probably say that I have already talked about them for like multiple hours. Um... And this is one of the reasons why I'm in a profession where I quite literally communicate for a living. Um, These are the subjects that get me on my metaphorical soapbox. These are the things that spark my curiosity. These are the things that I get excited about. So yoga, rest, embodiment, neuroscience, aka the study of the nervous system. And the practices of self and community care, how we get into practices of self and community care, aka how we are in relationship with ourselves and one another. These are all the things that I dive into and explore on a regular basis, not just from kind of the perspective of teaching about these things and facilitating conversations about these things, but also because I'm a human being. And so I'm interacting with these things as me every day. One of the reasons why I hesitated in starting this podcast was because one of the big issues that I see within the teaching of these subjects, of these practices like yoga, 
like rest, like embodiment, um, self-care, <laughs> community care, is that there's so much misinformation and misunderstanding. It, these are subjects and practices that don't always feel accessible for people. And that folks don't always feel particularly clear on. And I want to say this, that anytime you're learning a new subject or a new framework or being introduced to something new, there's always going to be kind of that period of like the space between not quite understanding and then understanding, right? So I'm not really talking about that, that just kind of normal trajectory of learning something, right? I'm talking about the kind of culture of wellness and how the practices of, for example, yoga, how self-care, how community care, how information is shared about the nervous system, how those things are shared sometimes and presented in a way that... makes it harder for us to understand what those things are that doesn't really spark our curiosity or that leads to maybe a more narrow understanding of these subjects. And to be clear, these are not super simple subjects. Yoga, for example, something that has been practiced for thousands of years that is interpreted in many different ways. That's not just one singular thing, right? Yoga is not just poses. It is a composite of many uh, different practices, ultimately. And so it's not a simple thing. It's not a shallow subject. It's not a binary subject. It is a multifaceted, kind of living, breathing subject and practice instead of practices. And so it makes it really easy, I think, in some ways to not quite understand what yoga is and what yoga isn't, or the fact that you can practice yoga without doing a single posture or asana, as it's called in Sanskrit. Same thing with rest. So many folks and I sit here kind of talking to you in the year of 2020, one. Um, so having lived through the year 2020 and the year of the pandemic, multiple pandemics, really, so many folks now are talking about rest. And that's really important. It's really important that we start to understand that rest is a fundamental need if you have a body <laughs> and if you're listening to this and you are human my guess is that you do have a body and therefore you require rest but there isn't always a lot of discussion or sharing about like what what is rest and what gets in the way of rest and why if all of these people are telling me to rest am I having such a hard time resting why doesn't it feel accessible to me and for some folks, we have a perception, and very understandably so, about 
yoga, about rest, about embodiment, about quote unquote wellness, about who it's for and who it's not for and what it means to practice these things. And so first and foremost, what I hope so deeply (laughs) with this podcast, as I hope with any of the work that I put out kind of into the world or teaching a class or facilitating a workshop or a conversation or a training is that as we dive into these subjects, it helps spark curiosity for you. That whatever little bits you hear that kind of make you raise an eyebrow or have like an aha or that make you think Those are really good places to follow. And my hope is that the curiosity that may be sparked by some of the episodes and conversations um, that you'll listen to and dive into extends beyond the podcast. That that curiosity maybe helps you dig a little bit deeper into that subject or think of it a little bit differently. That maybe that curiosity will inform the next conversation you have or how you move through the world or what you choose to do next. And that is where learning to me gets really exciting because that is where it goes from the person who's teaching or sharing about the subject and relaying information or thought or their understanding or interpretation of something to you, the person that's receiving it, that's listening, that then gets to kind of soak in that information, soak in those thoughts and apply it to your own life in a way that feels resonant and appropriate and supportive for you. And that, I think, is one of the most important things that I hope to foster with this podcast is contributing to the spaces and the conversations that we can have that help foster a greater sense of understanding and integration of these practices and these subjects and the wisdom that we can gather from these practices and these subjects. And that through that, we can develop a greater sense of maybe understanding about ourselves and therefore about one another. And so it can inform the way that we move through the world. It can inform and shift the relationship that we have with ourselves or the relationship or I guess I should say, and the relationships that we have with the people that are in our lives. And even though I am kind of first and foremost, a student and a teacher of yoga, I also fundamentally know that yoga is not for everyone. Yoga ought to feel accessible for everyone But not everyone is really going to resonate with yoga as a subject, 
with the philosophy and the practices of yoga. And that's okay. Ultimately, what, again, I'm interested in is that this is a space that helps foster curiosity, that helps support you integrating and being in practices that help you to both care for yourself and also care for the folks that you're in relationship with. AKA, in my opinion, like what we have kind of heard of as like being in the work. Because self-care, community care, and of inner work, working on yourself, all of these sort of terms that get tossed around that we will unpack in further episodes, spoiler alert. Um, I think that we owe it to ourselves to get a bit clearer about what, what constitutes as self-care, what constitutes as community care. How do I want to be in relationship with myself? How do I want to be in relationship with the folks who are in my life? And the understanding that how we show up to those things has a much larger impact than I think we always, than I think we maybe give it credit for. When we think about large systemic cultural change, I think sometimes we can get bogged down by the idea that it has to exist on a really big scale. Those changes have to occur on a really big scale for anything to happen. And that is a component. There are changes that have to happen on a big scale. And part of what contributes to shifting, dismantling, rebuilding, reimagining, restructuring culture and society in which all members feel seen, supported, feel a sense of accessibility to well-being and whatever that constitutes for them. Moving in that direction is deeply influenced and impacted by how we care for ourselves and how we care for one another, those in our immediate and direct lives. And so my hope is that sharing a bit more and talking more about these subjects of yoga, of rest, of embodiment, neuroscience, your nervous system, so that you can learn a little bit more about how you work and how everyone around you works as well, can help create a more holistic and well-rounded understanding of how we care for ourselves and how we care for one another and how we develop our capacity to for the murky messiness of those two things, right? Caring for yourself or showing up to care for others or for difficult conversations, for example, those are forms of care. Care is not just bubble baths and green juice 
and meditating every single day. Care is like the excavating of the stories that we tell ourselves. Care is maneuvering through the uncomfortable conversations with the people that we love. Care is learning if we struggle with this, which I totally struggle with this sometimes. Care is learning to state your needs, setting boundaries, engaging in boundary building behavior. Like there's so many things that can make that up. And I don't think that those are things that we're often explicitly taught or that we even often feel like there are spaces that we can talk about those things or dig into like the murky messiness of those things. And so again, what I really want to contribute to is the spaces where we can get honest about what gets in the way of caring for ourselves and caring for one another and where we can begin to a understand what we've already been in the practice of. I think that's a big thing too with these topics is in these subjects of sometimes we set the bar so high and in such a such a particular place <laughs> our expectations keep us from acknowledging the work we're already doing, the care we're already engaging in. And I think that's also a really important part of the process. So all of that to say, (laughs) really the ultimate kind of purpose and point of this podcast is to spark curiosity around the subjects and the practices that I get really excited about that I think you may get excited about as well. Maybe it's not every single thing that I share and talk about in this podcast and that's okay. Take what resonates with you, what connects with you and dig into that. Dig into those pieces. So I'm going to take a little break. I'm going to be right back with a little anecdote, a little story to close us out um please again sip some water tend to whatever basic needs are requesting of you during this brief pause and we'll hop back in in a second so as i close out this first official episode, this pilot of the season, if you will. I think it's only appropriate that I share with you the second reason why I almost didn't start this podcast. And it connects to something that I felt very deeply in my first in a couple of weeks teaching public yoga classes. So when I first started teaching on the schedule at my home studio, all of the teachers had to teach at 6 a.m. I will tell you right now, I am not a morning person. I have 
more than once said, I am a morning person. If you pay me to be a morning person, I can absolutely convince you that I'm a morning person if compensated to do so. (laughs) And I really think that maybe it was just my nerves that allowed me to be awake and functional enough at that hour to guide a, uh, a physical yoga class. <laughs> so I taught my first class and I was pretty sure that it was absolutely a disaster. In fact, I think that I have the email that I sent to a dear friend of mine following teaching that class. Um, in which I, I kind of ripped myself to shreds a little bit. I mean, really, it was just me sharing about the doubt, the doubt that I had in myself as, as a teacher and in doing this process and, oh my God, what if I don't do a good job and why am I being so hard on myself and, and all the things. And at the time I was reading Brene Brown's book, Daring Greatly, her work is deeply enveloped in the the process for me of of becoming a yoga teacher. I read her first book, The Gifts of Imperfection, I think maybe going into uh, my first teacher training and really connected with her way of storytelling and her way of sharing her research and the things that she learned. If you're not familiar with Brene Brown, which you certainly will get very familiar with her, I think, listening to this podcast. (laughs) Um, But if you're not familiar with the work of Brene Brown, she is a researcher and storyteller of things like shame and vulnerability. And the way that I describe her work is she wraps words around the things that we all experience as humans, (laughs) but don't always know how to language, how to say. And so I'm in that like second or third week of teaching. And it's after the 6 a.m. class, all the students are gone and I'm hanging out in the lobby of my home studio and I'm reading her second book, Daring Greatly. And Brene kind of started to rise to popularity from her first TED Talk called The Power of Vulnerability. If you haven't watched it, highly recommend. So it was this unexpected, huge success. And so when she is about to step on the stage for her second TED Talk, she understandably is feeling some nerves. She is feeling her expectations. They've got her on the main stage. And she tells this story in Daring Greatly. She recounts these moments just before walking on stage like this. And I quote, I took a deep breath and recited my vulnerability prayer as I waited for my turn. Give me the courage to show up and let myself be seen. Then, seconds before I was introduced, I thought about a paperweight on my desk that reads, what would you attempt to do if you knew you could not fail? I pushed that question out of my head to make room for a new question. As I walked up to the stage, I literally whispered aloud, what's worth doing even if I fail? 
And as I read that line, that new question, what's worth doing even if I fail, I burst into tears. Like full-blown sobs. (laughs) This question hit the nail on the head of this deeply embedded fear, doubt that I'd been carrying around, that had been kind of informing how I felt after that first class that I was convinced was a disaster, but probably was not. (laughs) This fear of not doing a good job, this fear of misrepresenting a practice, a subject, yoga that I held dear, feeling like I was a fraud. And it also, in seeing that question, in reading that question and being struck by it, of what is worth it even if I do fail, it also made space for this crystal clear understanding that teaching was worth it even if I failed. That teaching yoga, that continuing to show up and guide class was absolutely worth it. And that I owed myself the time, the compassion, the courage, the kindness, and the space to get better at it, to develop my skills as a teacher, to develop my understanding as a student of the practice and the subject of yoga. And when I think back to that time, which as I record this would be about eight years ago, when I think back to that first class or those first like two or three weeks of class, And I think about how this journey of teaching has been. And I think about that however many years later I would be guiding a teacher training or I will have taught workshops or I will have mentored new teachers. I will have developed an entire curriculum for a teacher training and created all of these various things and continued to train and learn and study and be a curious student. And also, maybe even most importantly, that last part, being a curious student and knowing that so much of my skill as a teacher of the practice that what was going to inform how I guided was dependent on my continuation as a student, my ability to show up honestly as a teacher and with integrity as a teacher and imperfectly as a teacher, (laughs) so important. And that's exactly how I will continue to show up to this podcast extravaganza. Not as a 
expert in any of the subjects I've mentioned, not as a master of any of the subjects that I've mentioned, but as someone who has studied these things, continues to do so, and is also a student of these things, is also a human being trying my best to integrate and devote more time to rest, to continue to integrate and devote time to practicing the teachings and the lessons of yoga, which again, not just a physical practice, to better understand the way that my nervous system works and that all of our nervous systems work as support to have more compassion and understanding for myself and my messy humanness as well as the messy humanness of the people I'm in relationship with. And so I'm really excited to dive into more and to continue eight years later and hopefully even way beyond that to allow myself the compassion, the time, the space, the understanding to keep learning how to share these practices and these subjects in a way that allows whoever is receiving them to feel a bit more curious, to feel like these practices and subjects are accessible and like there's space to integrate them, that this is simply a continuation of the thing, one of the things (laughs) that is absolutely worth it, even if I fail. And I will tell you, right out of the gate, pilot episode, episode one, I will absolutely screw something up. That is a flat out guarantee. (laughs) But what I know now, however many years deep into this teaching thing, is that those mistakes or failures or mess ups are not worth not continuing that I'm still going to continue even if I screw it up and that that is also a huge aspect of this podcasting journey any of the teaching stuff that I do is the understanding that I'm in it with you too (laughs) that I'm just as much of a messy imperfect human in the process of doing this thing too. And so I hope that you will continue on this journey with me, this podcasting extravaganza, as we dive into these subjects. The first season being all about rest. What is rest? How did I realize that I needed rest? (laughs) what gets in the way of rest, and so much more. So thank you for being here, and thank you for listening. And I look forward to continuing this season with you. Thank you so much for being here for the first episode of the podcast. 
We've officially made it through the pilot, if you will, the intro, the preface, and I hope you enjoyed it. There are many ways to support the podcast. If you have the financial means, you can head to protectyourpeace.yoga backslash support. It's also where you can sign up for my newsletter if you haven't already. So you can be the first to hear about new podcast episodes, classes, and practices that I'm hosting and anything I'm putting out into the world. If you're looking forward to this first season, then please be sure to subscribe to the podcast and share the link with someone you think would enjoy it or via social media. And if something about this episode sparked curiosity or deeper thought for you, then continue to chew on it for a bit. Explore it through journaling, conversation with a friend, or perhaps simply how you make your way through the rest of the day. Next episode, I'll be sharing a bit more about my experience with burnout and my relationship with rest. Between now and then, be sure to drink some water and take a moment to check in with what your body is requesting of you on just a basic, fundamental level. Maybe you need a snack or a meal. Perhaps your body needs some rest or a break from your devices. Tend to those needs to the degree you feel like you have capacity for today. Thank you again for being here for episode one, and we'll connect soon. Mm -hmm.